everyone, and welcome to our podcast at Easter Lutheran Church with the pastors as we talk a bit about the scripture for the upcoming Sunday. I am Pastor Jen, and I am here with Pastor Megan and Pastor Jay. And it's good to be with both of you today. Hi! Great to be with you, too. Uh, This is our podcast about scripture, but we do want to lift up that there is something very exciting happening (gasps) at Easter Lutheran (gasps) this week, and we want to remind people of what is coming up on January 22nd. Right. So this text, right, is for Sunday, January 22nd, and as long as we're talking about the 22nd, that is also the date of our special congregational meeting. Uh, The vision board has called this meeting for the congregation to vote on two candidates for our two open pastoral positions, the faith formation pastor and the community care pastor. So as I sit here looking at Pastor Jay and Pastor Jen, I realize this officially makes them short timers. Um, I know. (laughs) So that part's a bummer. It is a bummer. It's going to be sad to leave, but I'm very excited for Easter uh, and and just to see how excited the call committee is uh, about these. Of course, Pastor Jen and I have not met uh, the pastors. We don't know who the candidates are but we've seen the excitement around here yeah and and I I've started getting really excited because mm-hmm. as this project this process has been going along you know, a piece falls in place and if peace falls in place and you're kind of you know you're working the process and then all of a sudden it's at the end and you go oh my goodness like this is this is a thing that's happening so folks what I want you to know is that the meeting is on Sunday the 22nd it's at 4 p.m. It's in the sanctuary at the Hill. Uh, You can join us in person, so you can be right here on site. If you need to join online, we will have that option both for joining the meeting and for voting online. Uh, Email easter at easter.org to get information on how to both log in and to vote. Uh, You need to be registered if you're doing it online because we need to know that your email is coming from your distinct email address so that we know that there's one vote per person and that you have been in the meeting. So many rules, folks. Um, One of the other rules is that you have to be a member of this congregation to vote. So if you were confirmed here or if you were received in a new members class, you're you're almost certainly a member. Um, There might be some gray space in there. So if you're not sure, please do contact the office. You don't have to be a member to come to the meeting, but you do have to be a member to vote. So just so there are no surprises. You'll want to know that in advance. You will get to meet the two two candidates. You'll get to um, hear them talk a little bit about who they are and why they're excited about Easter. We're collecting some questions in advance. So if you have a question for one of them you'd like to ask, just send it on to us here. Um, And then so we'll ask them some of those questions. You can get a chance to know them. And then at the end, uh, somewhere around 530, We'll vote. And you you have to have been in the meeting to vote. So no absentee ballots, no transportation of other people's ballots. You got to either be there present physically on site or online. Right. Oh, it's a lot of details. So I'm so excited. When is the meeting? Sunday, January 22nd at 4 p.m. Where is the meeting? It is at the Hill. Okay. In the sanctuary. What's it for again? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure everybody is to get someone to replace you, you troublemaker. Can you come to the meeting with a whole bunch of questions you want to ask that you have not given to anyone in advance? Uh, You can come with questions, but I can't promise you'll get a chance to ask them. You need to share them in advance. Yeah, please do. Just because we're doing it hybrid, because people are joining us online and on site, it's it's easier if we have the questions in advance. It makes it a little more streamlined to get those questions answered. Yeah. 
We're excited. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be a big deal. It will be so fun. Ugh. It will be so exciting. Uh, and the feeling around here is just like you were saying, Pastor Jay, it feels really great. A lot of excitement, a lot of um, people who have worked really hard to get to this moment. Yes. So we're thrilled. Yeah. And yes. I really like what you said last week, Pastor Megan, uh, that you were expecting as a call committee, this could take a year, maybe even more. Right? And yet God had other plans. It uh, moved along a little bit more quickly. Maybe Maybe smooth. I don't know if it was smooth, but it was quicker. It was pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah it really was. Uh, I got to be a part of the call process. The call committee did, you know, pretty much all the work. I just got to come along for the ride. Um, but yeah, I think it fell into place way more efficiently than, than I think we ever could have expected, which um, I, it's not that the call committee didn't put in the work. It's that the Holy Spirit had something planned for us. So mm-hmm. uh, so this is really exciting. That's great. Yes. Very good. So with all of that information, something else is going to happen the, this week uh, as we get ready for worship, and that is the Beatitudes. <gasps> the Beatitudes are going to happen. This is our scripture for the week of uh, January 22nd. So we are excited to continue in the book of Matthew and to talk about this Sermon on the Mount, which mm. is a huge hallmark of the book of Matthew. It is three chapters, Matthew 5 through 7. This is Jesus emerging as a teacher. Uh, and a teacher with authority and a teacher who has a lot to say about discipleship and life with God and life in the um, kingdom of heaven. So the Beatitudes are just one part of this long Sermon on the Mount, which happens on a mountain. Yeah, which is why it's the Sermon (laughs) on the Mount. Jesus is, in effect, giving a sermon of sorts, and he is on a mountain. Yes, Mm -hmm. and in Scripture, when people go to a mountain, usually something big is going to happen that we need to pay attention to. So that's part of it. But this Sermon on the Mount includes... Uh, salt and light, you are the light of the world. Mm. You are the salt of the earth. It has the Lord's prayer in it. It has the golden rule. Oh. It has do not worry because uh, the birds don't worry, so you don't have to worry. It's like the greatest hits yes. just packed into three chapters of Matthew. It is. It has ask, search, knock. Yes. Mm. If mm. you are looking for something important that Jesus has said, it is probably in the Sermon on the Mount. And if you are one of those folks with a red letter Bible, that is a Bible that puts in red words that come from Jesus, those chapters are very red. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. These are really uh, important, powerful mm. sayings of Christ and that really form our lives as faithful people. But they begin with the Beatitudes. With the Beatitudes. I've heard the Beatitudes described as kind of a prologue to oh, yeah. maybe even an overture for the whole uh, the the whole of the Sermon on the Mount, and it sort of just sets the theme that that God and Jesus cares about real life in the real world, and it's not just this otherworldly kind of Messiah, but like yeah. this embodied, uh, incarnational yeah. uh, presence of God in the world. Absolutely. So, so we could think about that as we're reading the Beatitudes here. Right. Well, shall we hear from Matthew chapter five, verses one through twelve? When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. And I think it mostly is something I want to say thanks be to God. Too. I think so too. I think we should hear this as promise. Yeah. It's more gospel than law. This yeah. isn't saying that we should seek persecution or we should seek hunger. It's for those who are persecuted, those who are are hungry. You too are blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which may be a surprising word, especially uh, in that time and place, in that context, where people right. assumed that one's prosperity was a sign of God's blessing. Rather, right. you know that. Uh, but to hear that God could bless someone one who was in mourning, who was you know, suffering, uh, was, was shocking. Right, yeah. I mean, wisdom literature is, is full of references to who is blessed, right? Uh, and the people who are blessed, like, you know, blessed is the one who puts in extra work and is really faithful because then they reap their rewards. And blessed are those who, you know, are, are, are faithful and diligent because they stay on the right track and gain a good reputation. Very, like, clear um, if-then sort of things. If you live a good life, you'll be rewarded. So in, in, in one really important way, I think Jesus is really flipping the script on this. Because if he's starting out with, blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, why? Because if they're like lacking in enthusiasm and excitement and joy, maybe it's because God is doing bad things to them because they've been very bad mm-hmm. and they probably deserve that. Well, Jesus says, no, 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 you're, you're blessed. You get all things. All of the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. Blessed are those who mourn. Well, no, you're not blessed. Somebody died. You, you're being punished by God, obviously. No, no, no. You're blessed. You're going to get comfort. It's this real turnaround of it what is. blessing looks like. Yeah. And in, in a sense, both are true. Mm-hmm. I think Psalm 1 saying, you follow the ways of the Lord. Yes. You're like a tree planted by water. You'll bear fruit. That can be often true. Yeah. Like it goes well. It goes better for us and for uh, our society if people follow the ways of God. But sometimes things go bad and it's not because of anything we've done right. sometimes there's illness sometimes there's uh, disaster yeah. and we can't do the reverse and say well this is because you were not faithful you were not following right. god so and i think that's what jesus is speaking to here mm-hmm. he's speaking to well he, he, there's a crowd gathered around him at least overhearing what he is saying to the disciples uh and he, and he's telling them that all these people are blessed by god regardless of circumstance in their life yeah, yeah that these are the people that find favor with god and to find favor with god i think even today we still struggle a bit with this idea that those who find favor with god those who are blessed or experience blessing in their lives experience a blessing of fortunate circumstances or material possessions or all of these things are a mark of blessing in our society and like you were saying pastor megan this flips the script where Mm -hmm. you are still blessed even if you are experiencing hardship and trouble and poor in spirit i just heard it, it could even mean like 
being poor in spirit means you're struggling with faith. That, mm. that oh. even if you are really having a hard time with your faith life, you're still blessed mm-hmm. by God. That you are still part of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really beautiful reminder. That is, yeah. Sometimes we feel like um, if we're going through a period of doubt or, or a lack of faith mm. that uh, there's something wrong with us. Uh, but if we believe, especially as Lutherans, that faith is also a gift from God, then that's something we can pray for, yeah. uh, ask for, not feel guilt about right. those times of, of maybe uh, wilderness wanderings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, and I think, too, that, you know, if we go to verses 11 and 12, for instance, I think people try to invite that blessing sometimes. Or when people revile you and persecute you and utter, utter all kinds of evil against you, um, I'm going to be provocative. I'm going to be sassy. I'm going to condemn people. And, oh, you're going to revile me. Oh, oh, look. Yeah, bring on how much you revile me because that just makes me all the more blessed. I don't <laughs> think that's what's at stake here. No. not sure that's what it what it's not like go no. be a jerk so that God will love you more. It's more like sometimes <laughs> in, in our faith, sometimes we have to say um, challenging things. We have to take uh, a stance that is not popular, uh, that is not culturally appropriate. Um, but you are you are doing it for the sake of your faith, for the sake of of the one uh, who, in whom you trust, right? And. Um, that if the persecution comes because of that, when you're standing truly and firmly in faith for what God has called of you, not what like the personal vendetta is you want to go through, um, rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Like stand up strong and firm for your faith, uh, mm-hmm. but not just so that you can cause trouble because uh, trouble equals blessing. That's not that's not how the math no. works here. Well, this is a description of what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Mm. And we see glimpses of this kingdom of heaven in our world and in our lives. And the kingdom of heaven's presence, like you said, Pastor Megan, doesn't mean lack of conflict. Right. Or, I mean, often the kingdom of heaven appears and it it throws people off. Yeah. And it creates this sense of anger or because it means it's telling people these things that they've held on to for so long, uh, power, material things that you can't rely on any of these Mm -hmm. and that the kingdom of heaven lifts up the meek, the hungry, the Mm -hmm. thirsty, the pure in heart, that these are the values that uh, God holds up and favors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just such beautiful things that are, you know, such beautiful characteristics for which you will be blessed. Um, those who are meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness in particular, right? For the for that right orientation of relationship between you and God and you and your neighbors. Um, blessed are the merciful. Ah, oh, people who show mercy. How much easier is his vengeance? Um, but blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Like as I'm listing these things off, right, we're thinking of the kinds of people that we know who embody those characteristics. And, and many of them, like I don't want to overgeneralize, but many of them are people who maybe don't get center stage a lot of the time, right? Like they're not the people who get pointed to, they're the people kind of working hard in the background, doing the work that needs to be done, showing compassion in quiet ways, um, being being faithful in ways that aren't always able to be quantified. Um, 
We can think of those people. And I think it's really lovely that Jesus is calling out those characteristics and those behaviors and saying, people might not pay attention to that. It might not be the thing that gets top billing. Um, but that's, you receive blessing for you. you the kingdom of heaven is yours. Uh, you will be filled. You will inherit the earth. Whoa, those are big promises. Mm-hmm. And it is a picture, as you said, Pastor Jen, of a of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven that is different than the kingdoms of this world. Mm. The, the Roman Empire at the time talked a lot about peace, but it was a peace that was created through conquering people. <laughs> the Pax so, Romana, the, Pax the Romana. enforced yeah. peace. So yeah. they were peacemakers <laughs> in a different way. And Jesus is talking about meekness and and you know love and compassion. This is a, a different way of of creating a kingdom in the world. Yeah, and one that would be. Um, I don't think people would see it as maybe the the wisest choice, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to, for instance, overthrow Rome with with meekness and mercy and and being a peacemaker. Um, and Jesus isn't saying that necessarily. He's not saying here's how we overthrow Rome, but he is saying this is this is who God calls us to be. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I just saw about these Beatitudes that's interesting to me is that none of them require faith. Oh. Or none of them require belief in in Jesus. Like they, these are, are things that are a, a part of life. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, Pastor Jay, about how they, they name Jesus as as being uh, part of of life on earth mm. and society and 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 that these are all things that are accessible and and the wider message of mm. Christ embracing people everywhere yeah uh, I, I just thought that was an interesting yeah. thing. Yeah. I kind of like the image of, so Jesus is talking with his disciples. There's only a few who have been called so far. I think Andrew and Peter and James and John are the only ones named at least. So we don't know how many disciples would that uh, that were there with him on the mountain. But then there's a crowd around. And I kind of imagine Jesus talking to his disciples and saying, blessed are you know those who mourn, like that guy over there, you know, <laughs> or, or the meek, like so-and-so there. I mean, there... He's talking about this this crowd recognizing them in their particularity, or yeah. the situation, the circumstances that they're living in, and saying, "God cares. God's with them. God, in fact, blesses these people." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's lovely, and it's um, it's a really, I think, well known passage, right? I think it's one of those that that we hear, or at least is really familiar, and so I think it's also one that we can. Um, Kind of glaze over on a little bit, oh, yeah. bless. and especially with the repetition of it. Blessed are these, blessed are those. It's it's easy, I think, to kind of just let it wash over you. But I invite you, folks, as you as you listen to this passage in worship, um, just like Pastor Jay said, let those descriptions call someone to mind for you. And 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 what comfort does this passage offer them? What what joy? What promise? What what you know? How are they? not just called to your mind, but also like, what do they look like to God? Mm -hmm. You know, how does God see them? I think maybe that helps us get a little bit more into the text um, when we might otherwise be at risk of just kind of letting it pass us by. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and even like stretching beyond that, Mm. thinking about voting on pastors who come in, 
the leadership and the staff of the church, what do we lift up as a group? Yeah. Is it these beatitudes? Are, right. we, are we embracing as leaders of the church um, humbleness and yeah. meekness and uh, looking at these people as important parts of the church community? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are all, I think, good things to think about in this time of transition and, mm-hmm. and hope and joy and looking at your new leadership that... Um, you'll be thinking about this coming Sunday. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So kind of nice that we get a chance to hear this passage and reflect on it for a little while and let Mm -hmm. it sink in and uh, come back and get excited to vote. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's beautiful. In between, you could read the rest of the Sermon on the Mount. That's true. You got got three chapters if you want to do some work on your own on that. It's good stuff, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we'll still be in it next week because we've got Lord's Prayer. So Which is also the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was good to be with you all today. And great to be with all of you who are listening. We're so glad that you joined us as we talked about exciting things happening Mm. at Easter as well as this beautiful scripture from the book of Matthew. And as always, we leave you with Easter's mission statement to grow in faith and carry carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week, everyone.